Welcome to Rudderless, the podcast where two strangers give you completely unqualified advice. This is Ty, and I'm here with Nathan. Hello. Hey. <laughs> What's the news? Uh, What's the word on the street? Um, I don't know. I got a weird credit card phone call today, this morning, and I, I was, I just said like. It was someone supposedly calling to like lower an interest rate. And I was just like, um, I just said, I'm not going to talk to you about this. And mm -hmm. the guy got so offended. He was like, you don't deserve a lower interest rate. <laughs> wow. It's like, yeah, I was like, if you actually work there, like, um, one, hopefully you wouldn't be getting this upset personally about someone not wanting to talk to you. But um, that I just found that super funny. Yeah, I actually, that that's super funny to me because I hung up on a credit card guy today. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I had called him to ask um, just about an account related thing. And he just kept giving me this like, pre-scripted bullshit about yeah you know well if you would have read the thing when you signed up for it the terms and conditions clearly state blah 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 but he wasn't answering my question he was just yeah. rattling off something and so um yeah i finally mid-sentence i just hung up on him he's just like you're you're essentially a robot and, <laughs> and i'm hanging up on this call yeah good for you yeah, it's really not good for you. Not worth it. Yeah, I mean, this guy tried like challenging me, like to get into some kind of like intellectual argument about mm -hmm. why I wasn't going to talk to him or why why I wasn't asking him what company he was with, and I was just like, no, I just said I'm not talking to you about this. And, um, Do you think just... he was legitimately from? A credit card no. a company? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah. He, um, I mean, I, that's why I won't talk to those people is because I've, you know, heard from them before and then realized that they're scammers and fraudsters. Yeah. I guess no I, I've, knowing. yeah, there's no way of knowing. And like, you can send me a letter through the fucking mail at the address you have on my account if you need to get in touch with me. Um, I just, I don't know, for someone to take something that, <laughs> like, personally, mail, I was though, like, oh. Like, do, you, do you open your mail ever? Yeah, ever, I do. Because I, I actually get um, a good amount of cards and letters from friends. Nice. Wow. So it's mo it's motivating. Yeah. You don't open your mail. You know, mail is just trash that they deliver to your house. Yeah. Like I don't ever I I, I did <laughs> I actually did get a card today um because it's my birthday soon, but I didn't Yeah, I mean I'm pretty much completely the opposite. Like if you're sending me a letter, it's it's not 1812 and 
<laughs> you probably have my phone number. You have you definitely have my email address. Like sending me a letter in the mail just shows me that you don't you're completely out of touch and I I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah, that's how my phone number is for me. I finally changed my voicemail message to be like, "Hey, I hate the phone and I don't check voicemail, so mm. get in touch with me another way." Yeah, I used to have that one. Um, I used to have, yeah, uh, hey, I don't check voicemail, voicemail, and then I figured out that you, you can just actually... broke up a bit. Oh, is it better now? Can you hear oh, me at all? Your connection is not. No, it's all sounding underwater. Try again. Um, is this better? Is it better now? Yeah. No. It is? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not underwater. It's not breaking up, so. Okay, definitely let me know if that happens again. Why did, did you take? I will. Um... So our questions today, what? Oh. Um, no, I was just saying that I realized that you can call your telephone company and tell them that you don't want voicemail and then your phone just rings and rings or whatever. And people don't even have the option to listen to you say that you don't have voicemail. So that's what I did. And it really oh. worries people. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it'll it'll really worry the shit out of your friends and family when they just call and call and you don't pick up and they can't leave a message. But it's like, look, I've been telling you people for 35 years that I don't check voicemails. So I had to do what I had to do. You just keep that was the thing with the hey, I don't check yeah, voicemail message. Um, people still left voicemails. I know. It's so weird. It's like, I don't want I don't want to play anything where I don't know what's coming next unless it's like given a context like new music by someone mm. who I might like that's fair that seems fair it's very I just find the whole phone thing intrusive like the it act is. of holding a phone to your face and then there's this yeah. voice coming out of it I don't like it <laughs> Yeah. I used to have to staff phones on like a customer support line. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've worked in tons of like survey call centers where you call out and I'm sort of okay doing that, but receiving calls in is the worst for me. And I actually got so stressed out eventually that I had a seizure. Whoa. At work? Like a grand, grand mal seizure. Yeah, at work. And there was, um, there was this creepy sort of intrusive, no boundaries woman who was fixated on me, who worked in my same giant cubicle. And so luckily she was like watching me when I had the seizure. And so she noticed. Oh, that's good. Because I just... So yeah, she was just creepily so, staring at you and was like, oh, that looks like yep. a seizure. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice. Thanks, creepy lady. Otherwise, I know. I'm like, if she, if it weren't for her, I don't know how long it would have taken for anyone to notice. Because I, I would... They had these really nice office chairs that apparently fully support you and, like, envelop you. So, um, you know, I didn't move from the chair, but... Wow. So yeah. the whole time you were just... You're, you're still in the chair having a grand mal seizure. Yes. Yikes. It was interesting. Yeah, speaking of interesting, did we get any cool questions? Uh, we have a number of questions. We have four today. Nice. Um, there were, okay, um, I'll just, I'll read the first one. Uh, someone sent us an article um, that was in the New York Times wire cutter section or whatever on the best non-alcoholic cocktail mixes, I guess, or like substitute cocktail liquor that's non-alcoholic and asked if we knew about them or the article or had tried any and i have not tried any yeah so i have i i haven't oh. seen that article but i've tried some of those and they are uniformly awful yeah i mean if they sound... are we talking about like the fake alcohol that's supposed to taste like alcohol that you mix with things um i wouldn't yeah i mean i would guess it's not it's supposed to have like the complexity of whatever alcohol but it just has like a bunch of herbs and roots and adaptogens and stuff like that but it's still it's still bitter. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've tried a few. As long as we're talking about, like, you know, non-alcoholic tequila or... And we're not talking about drink mixes, right? Oh, no. These are more drink mixes. Like, um, okay. I'm That's trying... That's a different kettle of fish. Okay. Different kettle of fish. Well... A whole, a whole different one. Yeah. So these ones are, like... Um, let me just find the article. Uh, Kin Euphorics, I think, was one. Um, let's see here. They're just, they're for making cocktails with, but um, I never, I mean, I never drank a cocktail for the taste necessarily. So mm -hmm. I think some people like a substitute and some people like a like ritualistic drink or something special. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm okay with just seltzer water usually. Me too. So yeah. So these are ones like seed lip and there's one called Three Spirit Livener. There's Curious Elixir. Um, there are just tons and tons of them out there. So our listener was asking um, whether we had tried it or um, what we thought of how it's sort of becoming mainstream. And personally, I think that's really cool that it's sort of becoming mainstream even if it's not for me yeah i 
I guess I feel the same way. It's it's like I would rather just drink a soda water with lime. Like it it looks like a drink. People don't bother you about whether or not you're drinking. Um, but it doesn't have a bunch of sugar and other garbage in it. But I mean, so I'm not the best person to ask about which of those are good or not because they just it's not really my thing. But I agree if like you feel like you need a mocktail or whatever, then they're I, why not check it out? Um, I just don't personally know many of those brands. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the wire cutter uh, rated them and ranked them and like has descriptions of each one. So if anyone out there doesn't want to drink but wants a fancy drink or you want to cut down on the alcohol you're drinking, then check it out. You ready for the next question? I couldn't be more ready. Wow, that is saying a lot. You must have been training for this for years. My whole life. <laughs> Great. Okay, so a friend has distanced themselves from me, and I assume I've done something wrong for which I should apologize to heal the relationship, but I'm not sure what I did wrong. How should I approach my friend or ex-friend? I'm going to let you tackle this one first. Oh, okay. Um, I think there are a lot of assumptions here. There's um, assuming that it's something you did that might not be the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're, I, I definitely know that feeling where you're like feeling distance between someone and then you think, did I do something wrong? And then you look at like the last 10 interactions over like the last year that you had and you can find little things that like, maybe this offended them, maybe that offended them, or maybe right. I, you know, did this or that too much or whatever. Um, so I think just recognizing that possibly you did nothing wrong, maybe they're dealing with issues in their own life, um, that don't relate to you at all. And they're, you know, shrinking their social circle or they're struggling with something that you know nothing about that takes up more time and energy, um, Maybe there's something, if it is something about you, maybe it's something about you that you can't change or wouldn't want to change anyway. Um, I think someone recently said um, rejection is protection to me. And Mm -hmm. saying if someone rejects you, that's them, you know, opting out of the relationship for reasons that you can't know, but trust that it's better not to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. And I mean, like, friend. Somebody said something like that to me. Um, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was along the lines of what if it's not rejection, but the universe's way of protecting you or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I guess I think you should, if, 
if you do want to try to figure it out or try to apologize, I would reach out to the friend in like a really benign, non-blamey manner and just say something like, feels like we've been more distant lately and I don't know um, if I might have done something to cause that, but if so, I'm open to hearing about it. I really value our friendship. What Something if, sh short. What if you just figure out, well, you probably don't need to figure out because you're the friend, but what if you just go to wherever they work and you just <laughs> bust in and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right. Is that, would that, I mean. Yeah, learn the words to an Italian opera that is like, why don't you love me anymore? And then go to their work get one of those boombox situations mm -hmm. that um you know guys on the street in chicago used to carry around and yeah. and uh use the loudspeaker from that to sing the opera to them yeah and then like three to six months before you do that you have the rosetta stone course for italian sent to their home so that they can learn Italian and understand what it is you're trying to convey. Yeah, that's right. You gotta play cause... the long game. Is the moral of the story is you gotta play the long game. This is not gonna sort itself out tomorrow. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to scheme and manipulate. Yeah. Um, and what you're aiming for is total control over that person. So that's right. they like you no matter what. Or they act like they like you no matter how they actually feel right really what what it is is they they need you to like them is where we're trying to get things yeah turn the tables hold all the cards yeah why are they Make... fucking with your head you need to be in their head <laughs> right no i think um i think your answer does illustrate how like fucked up it can be trying to control a relationship or control like how someone views you even. Mm -hmm. um, that's not something you can control. So that's I right. don't know. Yeah. I mean, I watch people try to do that too. Yeah. Like if you've ever had a friend who tries to like real time control people's perception of them. Mm hmm um oh man it's exhausting you know telling there... telling stories and like i don't know it's so it's uh, that's the only word i can think of for it is it's just exhausting when other people try to manage your perceptions of them like you can't do it mm -hmm. yeah i imagine like a little songbird that puffs up its feathers really big. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I, I do think it could be worth asking them just so you know that you um, gave, you know, if, if you're worried you did something wrong or something, that you at least gave it a try to fix whatever. I've never actually had that work, I don't think, though. Have you tried it? I mean, obviously, you've tried it mm -hmm. in a similar yeah. situation. 
Yeah, I've definitely tried it. Um, the person just denied that there was any extra distance between us and denied, 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 and things didn't improve. And so I asked them again, you know, so uh, they just kind of started gaslighting me like, oh, I, you know, I think that's all in your head and you're not happy right now. And sometimes when we're not happy, we project things onto others and it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like if you, you can't, I, I don't understand why people can't just, um, like if they're asked directly, like, uh, you know, did things change between us? Like, did I do something or did something else change why they can't just be like, yeah, it changed and I'm not interested in fixing it. Like that hurts, but at least it would tell the other person, like you don't need to rack your brains about this and you don't need to, you know, perform like great feats to try to win me back as a friend. Um, there's like no more, no more hope. Yeah. I wonder if anybody, I don't know. I just thought I'd put a bunch of dead air in here. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if anyone has been the friend who is rejecting or distancing and if they've gotten asked why or what is going on and like how they handled it that's not gaslighting that's like actually honest i would love to hear if anyone yeah and how would they how how could they how would you be able to hear that ty how could they get that 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 story to you oh um through the phone obviously yeah voicemail leave the longest voicemail you can for me right so yeah we're i, gonna put I our say phone it... numbers up um, on the Instagram, call us day or night. Anytime. Yeah. Any credit card offers or concerns, mm -hmm. any like social security numbers you want to get from us. Or just to chat. Just say hi. Oh, yeah. Call I us love just to chat. to chat. Yeah. Just out of the blue, bringing us up and spending a good hour or two on the phone. Yeah. What'd you do today? <laughs> That's what I'm, I've been wondering. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, no, you can um, DM us through the Instagram Rudderless Podcast. That's probably the best way, the easiest way. Um, there's an email, rudderlesspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions. And um, especially, yeah, if you've had experience with something similar, we'd like to hear about it stuff, so... Yeah, I definitely skip ads. I'm committed to skipping ads. Right. Yeah. If I hear about hair dye another time from a podcast, I'm going to stab my ears out. Well, you can do it at home and you can get salon quality. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to repeat. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Um, we do have a couple of other questions if we want to address yeah. them. Okay. 
So um, this next question, I had to look up um, a term or two. Is it okay to do chest binding while also chest feeding? Okay, and I, get, I get the first part of that and not the second. Yeah, so chest feeding is a gender neutral term for what's usually called breastfeeding. Okay. And so if someone has mammary glands, um, but they don't identify as a female or a woman or whatever, then um, typically it sounds like they'll prefer a gender neutral term like chest feeding instead okay. of breastfeeding. And it also allows, um, you know, parents of any gender to do the feeding without feeling like they're being singled out, I guess. So, yeah, the binding part. So I had, I luckily had time to research this one. And what I found is that it, it won't reduce milk supply to do chest binding. Okay. So if like for anyone in this situation, who's thinking about binding while lactating, um, don't do it with the aim to reduce your milk supply because it won't work. It's like an old wives tale that you can do that to dry up milk. Um, okay. and if you do want to bind while chest feeding, then you can do so without it reducing your milk supply, but, uh, you should do it loosely if you decide to, because apparently it can cause this condition called mastitis, which is blocked ducts and painful inflammation. Yeah, that's horrifying. You don't want that. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like enough for me to avoid anything that would be associated with it personally. Um, but yeah, so if you do go ahead with chest binding, um, do it loosely and like take care of yourself. Be on the lookout for any signs of mastitis. Next question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I really can't weigh in on that at all, except to say that I'm, I'm sort of peripherally aware of mastitis and you don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. Um, in any way. So definitely avoid that at all costs. Yeah. Okay. So the last question for today is, um, this person wants to find a kink community that's safe. Um, they mentioned that they have some kinks that they've not really been open about and they're looking for like a, kink positive community of people and that they um there's a website called fet life that mm -hmm. is like craigslist for fetishes and kink and um 
they said it's it can be scary so they don't want to go there and they don't want like the craigslist personals feel of like you could meet someone and you could get murdered by them right so can you read the question yeah let me see if it'll let me read the question okay okay i've got some kinks that i've kept in the closet for a while I don't really hang out with many kink positive people and would like to find community. Sites like FetLife scare me a little and have that Craigslist casual encounters feel. What's the best way to find my kink community? So there's a few things going on. Um, yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. So they're not <clears throat> comfortable with I don't know why I'm having such a hard time talking today it's okay I'll do the talking for you just um ESP me your thoughts mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there I don't and know what you do in the middle of a pandemic when you can't go anywhere and you also don't want to expose yourself online to creeps where creeps propagate and thrive um this is a tough situation what do you think well yeah i think i agree i mean they're not asking i think they're asking more in the context of life when the pandemic is over um mm -hmm. which hopefully will happen this year <laughs> um that was my impression like say it's over like how to meet people who are like safe and value privacy and safety and community the same way you do. Um, I thought of a, a couple of different approaches. Um, maybe there's a meetup group. <laughs> are those I, yeah, they are. Yeah. I've never. I remember, the, I remember that website when it came out or whatever, and I didn't ever use it. So I didn't know if it was if that was still around. Yeah, I've, I've used it. I've never made any amazing connections through it. Um, all of my experiences with groups through it have been pretty miserable. But that's probably because I was going for like, chronic illness groups. And <laughs> yeah, I want to hear those. From yeah right can we do a special edition where you just talk about all those yeah like um meetups for 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 those types of people yeah totally um about how but first i'm gonna make all the listeners like drive 30 minutes to a shitty diner and sit there with terrible coffee and then i'll tell the stories nice so just keeping it on theme yeah exactly I'll cool and you get to feel all like weird and like slightly cold and apprehensive mm -hmm. and, oh is that one of them that's got to be one of them no oh oh shit there's one that kind of thing <laughs> please god and, don't let this be one yeah and also um having everyone think once they've sat down and they started listening to the stories have them all think desperately When's the soonest I can get out of here? Mm -hmm. um, okay, so 
meetup groups, I mean, I have no idea if there are any for your particular kinks uh, listener, but you could check and see. Um, another idea is local sex positive resources, like um, there might be like play parties or female run or owned sex shops that you could check with. Okay. Yeah. So things online, like that you find out about online, but you go to in person and just like ask around for the things you're looking for. That's a really good piece of advice that I hadn't thought of um, that reminded me of being younger in Seattle and all of that knowledge was centered around um, these these sex shops. Not yeah, I guess so. Bookstores that don't run by um, ba these badass women in Seattle. It was like you know at the time it was like Babes in Toyland and mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, there are still like actually physical places where you can go that are like info shops of great information about whatever you're into. You just have yeah. to do some digging. You have to be resourceful and there might be something a lot closer to you than you think. Yeah, that's true. You're not, um, you're not necessarily looking for the thing itself. You're looking for the sort of where does the where does that community go for more of that information right right and people who work at those shops know all kinds of things and they talk to people mm -hmm. all day long and can probably hook you up with a greater community um as far as finding people who are specifically into the same type of kinks um I'm going to say that if you have like a okay Cupid profile or something like that like it's a it's a question about like how important is this kink in your life like maybe you do relationships without involving it or maybe right now you do relationships without involving it but you don't want to do that in the future you want to like have the kink as part of your everyday life sort mm -hmm. of um and i would definitely disclose that ahead of time in your profile that it's that's going to weed out all these people who uh, would be a waste of time to get to know for you so um like on my profiles i've put like non-drinker on there just to hopefully weed people out that want drinking as part of like every day every interaction yeah um so yeah i would suggest putting even if you need to code it in some way uh i don't know i mean i don't know what the kinks are or what like the language used around them is but putting in one line about like especially interested in new friends who like xyz um, could help. And then also definitely being open to friends who can introduce you to a greater community or more people instead of like just 
finding someone to date on those websites. Yep. You got to find the community of people who are even tangentially related to that, whatever that is. And that's where everything's going to come out of that. Well, I think we uh, solved that one. Yeah, we solved it. Mm -hmm. I think we solved all of them. This one was the most open and shut, I think. Yeah. Yeah, feels good to solve problems for the world. Well, it's what we do here at Rudderless. <laughs> right. <laughs> so send us your problems and watch while we fix them live on air with yeah. no no preparation and no qualifications yeah totally live going coast to coast <laughs> um, this is strictly a united states podcast so if you have happened upon this outside of the united states you are breaking international law <laughs> and, and maritime law as well and maritime law which is a whole other kettle of fish as well yeah yeah it's a much more kettles kettle. Yeah, many kettles worth of fish, probably. Um, do you have anything else today? What are you Just up to this what, week? Well, whenever you say cuddle of fish, I think of that line from the first episode of Twin Peaks where oh, the guy yeah. goes, there's a fish in the percolator. That's right. <laughs> just that line is so funny to me so uh, that that's a delight thank you for mentioning kettles and fish you're welcome i want to say that was jack dorsey but that that might be wrong i think he died recently the actor who played that oh um, okay things on an up note yeah that guy's um great we cool. i mean that'll happen to all of us that's the human condition right you know what it happens yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what I'm doing this week, I am, I'm behind in almost everything that I need to do in life in general. So um, I'm gonna try to keep my mood up while catching up and like not shame myself for all the stuff that I haven't done by the due date. Right. So we were talking about how maybe um, trying to do everything all of the time is a form of self-sabotage. What did you mean by yeah. that? Um, I mean... Meant, what do you think was meant when someone said that to you? Well, it was my therapist. So um, she didn't she you know she wasn't doing it to undermine me but she basically i had a day where i ended up in a terrible terrible mood um because i had set up my appointments such in such a way where i was going from one painful appointment to the next mm -hmm. and so i told her about this like the next day and um she was like well why did you set things up that way um and i think the way people usually talk about this is oh i had to go to one appointment then i had to go to another and i had to go to another with and they're taking their agency away from it by saying like these were all obligations that i had to do but 
it was up to you to schedule them. So you could schedule them on different days. And the, the point of this was I tend to schedule things like, oh, here's, I can get all the horrible things done at one time in one day. Yeah. And after, after yeah, I'm already in a, yeah. So I, I'll do things like, well, like I just had a terrible experience at the grocery store. So what else is terrible on my list that is going to make me feel terrible and very frustrating and angering and all that. And like, I might as well do it now because I'm in that mood anyway. And then, and then it seems to like, um, you know, then I can just leave all the bad feelings in this day and not carry them through the rest of the week. Interesting. So that was my logic and she was my therapist was pointing out like i'm just fucking myself over and that i think part of my rationale for doing things that way was thinking about like what my concept of normal people can handle and thinking that i should be able to handle all this in one day because other people in my mind can do that yeah um, you totally don't though i mean i i don't know that's not for me to say i just need to like look at myself and be like but can i handle this like do i really want to go from an appointment telling me that my cholesterol is too high and i'm like on the verge of death to an appointment about um electric convulsive therapy for depression mm -hmm. and uh realizing that i have no in-person support to be able to get ect um like no that's that's horrible so thinking through the ramifications of like how i'm gonna feel after i do something is something i should do and just uh spread things out so that i'm doing something very achievable for myself okay Not, and that feels yeah. better too because you can do a little bit of some of the stuff and then then it you do have the satisfaction of completing it that task yeah. but you don't have you're not miserable trying to do it all at once or burnt out like you get halfway through or three quarters through and you're a wreck and you're burnt out yeah collapse because you can't do it all in one day yeah and then and then when that happens because you've set yourself up for these all these hoops to jump through in the day then like a lot of times i'll be negative uh, you know toward myself i'll have like negative self-talk if i only do half the things and i'm like oh man i only did like two out of five things that I told myself that I had to do today and like what the fuck's wrong with me and where am I going in life so yeah I agree with like lower the expectations for yourself try to get realistic about what your capacity is for doing all these things mm -hmm. and then also like keep in mind that in most cases you are in charge of your schedule like beyond work stuff that i don't know like i i had set up this dmv appointment earlier this month and i kept fucking moving it and finally i just canceled it because i was like 
yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to go take a driver's test right now. Like my license is good for another year or something. So why am I doing this to myself now? Right. That's I don't cool. Know. I, I mean, I don't, that's something that would be hard for me to do once I had got it in my head or I had put it on my to-do list to actually take it off mm -hmm. list is pretty amazing if you have a mind like that um yeah so that's cool good for you for doing that Fuck, yeah I think have to do everything all the time yeah and my approach is just like question what what is telling me to do this and like what is the source of that and is it really something that i need to do for my life to believe in this concept so like my i realized that i booked that appointment thinking might as well do it sooner rather than later and i'm not working right now so like i have all this free time and it wasn't taking into account my anxiety about taking a driver's test, especially in COVID times mm -hmm. and what a pain in the ass it would be if I had to like get another driver's license photo taken <laughs> lately. I just, um, I don't, I just don't want to do it. So yeah but I made up all these rules for myself and then was like beating myself up for not following the rules that I made up. Right. Just fuck those rules. Yeah, exactly. You're in charge of you. That's right. Um, what are you doing this week? I, well, I have something similar. I put out, I released some sort of new, music um this past week and so i've got to do some oh, wow. stuff around that um but outside of that yeah i i have to get my passport renewed or replaced oh and the way that things are backed up right now uh it's gonna be a solid really a solid three months maybe maybe four months but definitely three months from the time that they receive the application to when I might possibly get the passport in the mail. Whoa. That's how backed up they are right now. Oh my God. Um, and we don't have to go into the politics of all that. That's just the reality of where it is right now. Uh, right. I don't believe that they're even is issuing new passports at the moment. They're only renewing old ones or people who've already had an existing one. So yeah. it's very similar. It's like I need to do that right away so that it will be ready as soon as I have to use it. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the reality of it's if I were to say I'm going to be if I were to tell my booking agents I want to go on tour as soon as possible, the soonest possible date would be mm -hmm. three to four months from now. That's just how it works, especially yeah. when we're talking about booking overseas, which is where I do most of my touring. So it's the same thing of I want to get it done, but also we as Americans aren't really allowed to go anywhere right now. They don't want us. Mm -mm. We can't go. To, we can't go over there. We um, some places you might be able to go in quarantine for two weeks and then 
maybe, but then it's still, are there any clubs open? Are, is there anywhere to play? Are people allowed to go to shows? So it's that same thing where it's like, I have this rule in my mind that I need to get my passport back as soon as possible. But that's just a rule that I have. It doesn't really have anything to do with, you know, great, you have a passport. Now what? Well, nothing. You can't, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> right. You can't tour. There's no touring industry. Nobody's even touring in the States, much less trying to tour overseas. Um, so yeah, maybe I'm just going to try to relax a little bit and not be so go, go, go all the time. That sounds great. Okay. For you. I mean, that sounds like a great challenge um, to slow down and give yourself more breathing room. Yeah. Yeah, let's try it, right? Yeah. I came up with a um, motto <laughs> for myself a couple of years ago, which is, it's okay to be lazy. I like that. It's It's simple, but I think it works for me because I would often tell myself, oh, I'm being lazy and mean that in a really bad way. And then other people would be like, oh, you're not lazy. You work so hard at X, Y, Z. But you know when you're going like all the time doing stuff and accomplishing things, then um, any downtime you have feels uncomfortable to you. And it's really hard to wrap your mind around like just letting the body relax and everything. And so if if people were saying to me like, oh, it's fine, you do plenty, you can, you can have some rest time. It's still like bringing up this worthiness issue of like how much work do I have to do to earn how much time of not doing anything. And so for it's me, so transactional. like, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, for for me, reclaiming the word lazy as something that's not negative um, works for me. And it's like, I deserve to be lazy. I, I love it. Yeah. I'm going to, so. yeah, I'm going to take inspiration for that this week. It's awesome. Okay to be lazy. Yep. Well, thanks. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rudderless. If you like our podcast and you want to help us out, you can rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. You can also send us your questions. We really want to hear from you. The weirder, the better. And you can get those to us on Instagram at rudderlesspodcast or by email at rudderlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do that at anchor.fm slash rudderless. You can also contribute to our better audio fund there if you are so inclined. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in a week or so. Bye. <laughs>